Hello there. It's 30 questions with Welcome to 30 Questions With. Um, I hope you are just as excited about Series 2 as I am. Uh, There's some really awesome guests lined up for this season, including the episode that you are about to hear. Um, Before we get into the first episode of the new series, I want to talk to you for a minute about a really cool new venture. It's called the Indie Cave, and it is a targeted knowledge base for independent entertainers, politicians, entrepreneurs in the CPG e-commerce space looking to sell products and services. You can get in now for for just a dollar, or if you want the gold package, it is just $5. If you fall into one of those categories of independent entertainers, politicians, or e-commerce entrepreneurs, head on over to patreon.com slash the indie cave. That's patreon.com slash the indie cave, T-H-E-I-N-D-I-E-C-A-V-E, and get involved now. You will not regret it uh forgive you'll have to forgive if uh my little comes in here talking <laughs> or starts singing in canto because it's just me and her tonight oh so in canto was fantastic it is but i'm so sick of it <laughs> i've 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 heard that i've heard that from from lots of lots of parents so it is series two of 30 questions with uh you know we've we've got a new home we're on a network now um the questions are the same the people are different uh my very first guest for the series two premiere is someone who when this goes out um they will have been on air for a couple of weeks now uh, but she is one of the hosts of Unapologetically She, an all-women panel show that I am super, super excited about. Um, it's They've got some fantastic things lined up, and I cannot wait to hear what they do. Please welcome the one, the only, the New York snarky political mom. She is Sarah. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you for including snarky on there. <laughs> not a problem. Not a problem. It's um, before before you changed all your social handles. Um, my in my notes, it just says the New York snarky mom, um, and yeah. I remembered that you changed everything, so I had to I had to adjust. Well, you know, because I actually changed the Twitter handle because with the development of the stuff for Unapologetically She, you had used my Instagram handle of NY Political Mom. Oh, that's right. And so that's why I was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to make it easier (laughs) instead of having a different Twitter handle. And I'm just going to keep it all one handle. 
So that's why I did that. And for the record, Sarah will also be appearing on my shows, um, Don't Make This Weird, later in uh, the third series. And she will also be on the second series of uh, Your Life, the mixtape. Um, when this goes out, both of those shows will already have launched and will be in recording for their respective series. So there's no telling when she might pop up prior to this episode and people will hear this and go, well, wait, but she was just, but anyway. We'll, just, we'll surprise them. Right. So um, are you ready to play the game? Yeah, as ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> so first question, what is the most random thing on your bucket list? Um, going back to English, going back to England for a Cornish pasty or going back to Korea for some bibimbap or bulgogi. Those are, you know what, any, any bucket list item that revolves around food is, is solid in my book. Yeah, that's like the first thing, like anytime I travel, the first thing I do is look for the food. Yeah, most, so, of, yeah. most of my bucket list is food involved. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's like even like when, when I was living in the UK for 10 years, I worked for Department of the Air Force. But uh, whenever we would go TDY, temporary duty to like Germany or whatever, that was the first thing I did. I'd, I'd hit up the <laughs> public houses or the restaurants and get like authentic cuisine from that country. So that's like the first thing I always do. What is your go-to karaoke song? Depends. It depends on the vibe of the place. And why is it we don't talk about Bruno? <laughs> no, it is not. It is not. Okay, there are two things we don't talk about. Bruno and Fight Club. Just take those out right now. <laughs> oh, um, oh my God. I would not be able to sing karaoke to that, but my daughter can. <laughs> without the music, without anything. <laughs> <sighs> um, no, I mean, if it's, it's, if it's like a good vibe and I'm feeling like in my zone, then my go-to is usually who knew by pink. Awesome. Because awesome. I won't lie. I rock that one. I love that song. Um, if it's like, if it's like more of a mellow type, if it's more like of a mellow mood and there's like lots of people singing like sad love songs or whatever, then I would go to pink again with I Don't Believe You or uh, Farewell by Rihanna. All solid choices, all solid choices. Who was or is um, your favorite member of the Spice Girls? You know, I've listened to past episodes and I know that this is not like the popular opinion but my favorite was Ginger. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Halliwell. I loved her. Like, I just, I loved, like, it just, it was like, every time I saw, because I was older when they were popular, you know, I was like, all, like already in my early twenties when they were popular. And it was like her whole entire style was like this homage to like my teens and like the fashion choices of my teens. So I don't know. I, I just liked her. You know, but looking... Just kind of saucy, so I liked her. Looking looking back on it, I feel like there was... 
there was something about ginger that was more for like the older girls and like the grown women because she had kind of um she was very much the bombshell yeah and she was it felt like it kind of felt like she was like the older one out of all yeah. of them I think she was the oldest one but it's I just so. I don't know was, she was she was like it was easier to identify with her so yeah and of course what, <laughs> what is the most terrible thing that you've watched all the way through on tv streaming service does it have to be a series or can it be a movie it can be either okay movie would be abraham lincoln versus zombies okay that was so awful it was so cheesy and so awful and like it like it it would it would be like d film not even like a b film it was just so terrible and it was like these horrible one-liners and you obviously would be inaccurate historical timing or whatever like a young boy Roosevelt during you know <laughs> presidency and everything else and Lincoln tells I think it was a boy it was a boy Roosevelt he, you know, he's talking about going out and catching zombies. He's got, his, he's got his stick. He's like, walk softly and carry a big stick talking about chasing the zombies. And I'm oh like, my oh God. my God. It was just, it was so bad. So bad. It was, yeah. And then like John Wilkes Booth, he like, he actually assassinated Lincoln, you know, to do him a favor so he wouldn't turn into a zombie. It's, it was so stupid. That's, that's a lot. I, I haven't heard of that. I did, um, I did watch uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter once. And at the end of it, I wanted to like unalive myself. It was so bad. <laughs> See, I saw, I saw ads for that like all over the place. And it's just like after watching the one like with versus zombies, I was just like, I can't, I can't do Vampire Hunter after this. I just can't. <laughs> And then, you know, stupid me, somebody was like, oh, well, you know, it's based on a book. And I was like, oh, well, maybe the book is better. And it's not. <laughs> it's longer. Oh I guess, yeah, I guess it's like a whole genre, like taking all of these classics and like mixing them with zombies. Like one of my, one of my friends here in New York, uh, one of her favorite books is Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. It's actually a fantastic book. It is a fantastic book. Yeah. I haven't read it yet and I it's like it's on my list but my reading list is like a thousand books long so I'll get to it when I get to it yeah it's it's a fantastic book don't watch the film adaptation um because it's not uh, good but okay. but the book is surprisingly like actually really good hmm. I'm gonna have to check that out you're the second person that's like completely raved about it so yeah now I'm going to have to do it. So you are given your own late night talk show. Dead or alive, who's your first guest? Can I do one of each? Absolutely. All right. Alive, Kamala. Of course. That's the only acceptable answer, Kamala. Absolutely. Or Hillary. I mean, yeah. Kamala. Or both at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dead would be Prince. Prince. That's just, that's my answer to everything. That is the answer to every single question. Prince. Prince is the answer to everything. I, I agree. I absolutely Including agree. the meaning of life. Yes. 
Because he actually, he gives you the meaning of life at the beginning of Let's Go Crazy. Exactly. Exactly. And you'll notice that when Prince died, the moral fabric of the universe just started tearing apart and everything went to shit. He was holding it together. So that's my theory. Hey, that's one I can get on board with. (laughs) Um, Objectively, what is the greatest Disney film of all time? Objectively? Okay, well, since you said objectively, I actually nerded out a little bit and I went and I looked at statistics because you said objectively. Right, right. And the, the highest grossing animated Disney film of all time is Frozen 2. So objectively, objectively, I would say Frozen 2. Not my favorite. Not my favorite. Um, got sick of that one. Yeah. Again, small child got sick of it. Um, live action Avengers Endgame. That's their highest grossing live action movie of all that's, time. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's like the best Marvel film, but I mean, you know. Yeah, I don't think it's the best either, but it, objectively. Objectively, it's. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm, a, I'm an Iron Man fan. Like, just Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. So I just, the Iron Man films are my favorite. Yeah. See, see for me, I feel like the best Marvel film is Thor Ragnarok. I haven't seen that one yet. I'm so awful. I know, like, everybody, I know, like, everybody with the network and, like, in our circle and, like, on Twitter and everything have, like, watched all the Marvel movies and I have not. But it's because, like, I have, like, my job, and I have my kid, and then my husband has his job, and then he has his side hustles, and then I have my side hustle, and it's like, <laughs> where the hell do I find the time to watch a freaking movie? That's fair. It doesn't happen. So, I mean, it's on my list. I want to watch them all. It's yeah. just, you know, finding the time. So, yeah. Do you have an unusual celebrity crush? Like, somebody, when you bring it up, people go, what the fuck is wrong with you? No. No? No. Do you have a celebrity I... crush at all? Oh, I have lots of celebrity crushes. <laughs> I, I, am, I am imagine married to so many people. So many people. Top three. Top three. Oh, God. Dead or alive? Um, alive. Oh. God, you're going to make this one difficult for me. I can't even think of one off the top of my head. Idris Elba is definitely top three. Okay. Okay. He would be my number one because he's the first one that popped in my head. Let's do it like this. Okay. So Idris Elba is actor crush mm-hmm. who is your musician crush pink and who is your politician crush oh my god just <laughs> one <laughs> new york assemblyman um jeffrey on aubrey okay i'm gonna have to look that up 
he is like he is a tall drink of water he is such a handsome man but he's very he's he sponsored the uh, halt solitary confinement bill for New York State that the that the state legislature just passed last year. But I'm a nerd and I listen to session. I listen to Senate session. I listen to Assembly session and all that stuff because I'm a political nerd. And he just he's the he's the speaker pro tem, and oh, he just is. has this deep resonating voice. That's just, a handsome man. Ooh. Just, that's, that's a yeah, handsome that's, man. That's I agree. My, that's my political crush right there. I love it. Um, bra, always on or only when you have to? Only when I have to, and even then, sometimes I don't. <laughs> <laughs> if I can get away with, it's like if I'm wearing an outfit where I can get away with not wearing a bra to work, then I will do it. <laughs> That's fair. That's, I mean, that seems to be the general consensus from just about everybody. It's hard getting back into it. Like I used to not have a problem wearing bras all the time, you know, because it was like a normal thing. And then COVID hit and we were all working from home for a year and I never had to wear a bra and underwear. So it's like now I'm getting used to it again. It's just like, oh my God, I feel so confined and just, so yeah. Only when I have to, and even then it's not all the time. <laughs> what is something that you believe to be true, but almost nobody agrees with you about? Hmm. I know this is going to catch some heat because we just have a Super Bowl, but Eminem is overrated. I'm going to stay out of that. Um. <laughs> he's, not, he's not bad. He's not horrible, but he's just, he's overrated. I, mm. I mean, I will, I will agree with that. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. I mean, everybody, most people are going to agree that he's freaking problematic, but. Oh, absolutely. But that he's overrated. I usually people look at me like I'm crazy when I say that yeah if you could have an entire theater to yourself and you could watch any film in the entire world what would you pick okay i have two choices on that one okay one would be the great dictator with charlie chaplin okay because i've never seen it i've never been able to find a copy of it um I mean, I've seen parts of it um, in my motion picture class. We did like a whole section on Charlie, Cha on Charlie Chaplin and his career and everything. And um, I mean, I love Chaplin, but I never got to watch The Great Dictator all the way through. Um, so I'd want to watch that. The other one is what I have seen it, but when it came out, when I was younger, my mom refused to take me to the theater to see it because she thought it was too dark for a little kid. And it's the Disney's The Black Cauldron. Oh, it's so good, though. And I, I totally I get that. The munchies and crunchies. Yeah. Yeah. I never saw that one in the theaters. I have it on DVD when they re released it from the vault before all the streaming and everything started. They yeah. released it from the vault and I bought a copy of it. So I've seen it, but I've never seen it in the theater. So I would want to watch that. That's that's fair. And I mean, 
you know, to, to your mom's credit, you know, watching it as an adult, I was like, this, this is a dark film. This is. I think, I, honestly, I think that's probably like Disney's darkest film. Um, there is a live action film. Um, the name, like something, something in the woods, like witch in the woods or, or some shit like that. Um, it's, it's a live action. I want to say it's got like Haley Mills in it. Um, I could be wrong about that. It's Disney didn't do the live action of into the woods, did they? Yes, but that's, um, yeah, no, no, no. This was like, this was around the same time as, um, the black cauldron. Um, It's it was on some BuzzFeed list, so I went down a rabbit hole of YouTube and found it, and it's <laughs> it's terrifying. With Haley Mills, it, it may not be Haley Mills. I was gonna say she's Pollyanna. See, now I'm now I'm going to my phone, and I'm like I'm going to the Google Disney. Sorry for the for the listeners at home. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're both I mean, on our phones right now. All I'm uh, seeing is into the woods, which which is actually you know it's a very good musical. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm totally a musical geek. So okay, I found a I found a list. Let me see. Let me see if it's on this. Um, let's see. Oh, it's got Return to Oz. That was an absolutely terrifying Disney film. Yeah, that one was like, why? Why did they do that? Why did they do that? Now you've got me thinking because you've got Return to Oz and now you've got me thinking about the prequel, Wicked, which is going to be coming out on film. Oh, yeah, with uh, Ariana Grande. Yeah, and I can't, she's, I think she's playing Glinda. I she can't is remember playing who. Glinda. Um, who's playing Elphaba? It's uh, the Watcher in the Woods is the name of the film, and it's not Haley Mills. It's fucking Betty Davis. Whoa! Oh yeah, yeah. I can see that being pretty dark with Betty Davis in there, because she was man. She was something, and I don't mean that. Like I mean that in the best possible way. Oh, absolutely. Cynthia Erivo. Yes. Is Elphaba. I still don't know how I feel about Daniel Radcliffe being in it. Is he in it? I think he's Fierro. Oh, oh no. Oh no. I think. I'm gonna let me check. That like Daniel Radcliffe is a small man. Like, and I, I that's not like a slight against him. Like he's he's a shorter individual. Yeah, he is. And, you know, and the thing is, like, I went and saw Wicked in London. Yeah. When it, when it opened there. And um, Adina Menzel was opening it. Yeah. Uh, for its West End debut. 
and I can't remember the actress. It was she was she was a London West Ender opening yeah. for Glenn, but Adina opened it, and the guy it was uh, Adam Garcia was playing Fiero. He's the Australian guy from yeah. Colombia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was in it, and then Miriam Margolis was in it too as Madame Morrible. Oh my oh, god, wow. I love her. And then um, I guess it was Neil from The Young Ones. Do you remember that show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Neil was the he, Neil was the Wizard of Oz. That's that's amazing. So it was that. like it was just awesome. Yeah, it was that was like one of my favorite things. And I, it's not telling me what he's starring as. Please don't tell me it's Fierro because that would just. I don't think it's Fierro. I think it's. Um... What's his name? Bach? The the one that uh, they- Bach, turned... that would make yeah. sense. That would make sense if he was playing Bach. Yeah, it's not saying in his wiki, so I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Do you wash your legs in the shower? Yes. Okay. Oh my fucking God, <laughs> yes. I wash my goddamn legs in the shower. I wash my feet. I wash between my toes. I wash everything when I'm in the shower. <laughs> and then when I get out, I slather myself in lotion, okay? As God intended. I am not. <laughs> I am not one of the unwashed masses. <laughs> I will not fall prey to my people's <laughs> bad habits. What sport? would you most like to compete in at the Olympics? I mean, can they, if they created snark as an Olympic sport, I could do that, but. <laughs> Just if you could <laughs> compete in anything at all. Um, honestly, I mean, probably like gymnastics because I always loved gymnastics growing up, even though I never did it. And the same with figure skating. I just think it's like, like, especially with the figure skating, it's just like, it's such high speed and it requires so much like mental and physical fortitude. And it just looks so beautiful. Yeah. You know, it's just like so fluid and beautiful. And it's just like, how can you exert that much mental and physical power and make it look so graceful? So that's, yeah. It, figure skating stresses me out especially <laughs> pairs figure skating because like in, in gymnastics there's you know there's a little bit of cushion there uh, mm -hmm. not to take away from anything that gymnasts do because my god um the athleticism that it oh, takes yeah. but like you know doing those jumps and in the pairs figure skating like you know one will toss the other one up in like 12 feet in the air and like it's oh, fucking yeah. ice yeah yeah, it's like your head is this close to the freaking ice. And it's just like, yeah, the pairs yeah. I can't watch because I'm constantly cringing. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to crack their head open. And I just, ugh. And then, of course, I think of Cutting Edge every time when he's yes. sliding around with yes. his shoulder. I think of that. But then I, I was, also think of Topic. <laughs> I, was, I was actually just about to bring that up because, like, the, the part that plays in my mind every time is when they're doing the spin and he drops her and her face hits the ice and she mm. lifts her head up and she's got that blooding up every time. I'm like, Ugh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yeah. 
and that's just a movie you know that it's far worse and you know like the whole face would be like completely jacked up and bloody yeah. and broken it's just like oh no no couples figure skating i can't handle i'm with you on that one that's that's a fucking fantastic film though cutting edge oh yeah oh yeah that's one of my favorites even if dd sweeney is like a nobody in he's like such a small name there yeah but he's done some good stuff so has uh Moira Kelly who was the female lead yes I love her yeah. she's got a fantastic voice like just her speaking voice yes yes I liked her uh I also liked her in with honors yeah that was another good movie I mean she's done she's done quite a few movies that I've liked actually I really I liked her in Chaplin yeah where she played um she played his first his first love and then his wife yeah well he died I she was so good in that so yeah I like her I should try to get her on one of my shows just so I can hear her talk like I just want to listen to her talk for a little while don't even do an interview. Just give her a book or something to read. And oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. <laughs> like, maybe we can get her to do, like, a podcast on the network of just Moira Kelly reads bedtime stories. That would be awesome. She could do Moira Kelly reads Go the Fuck to Sleep. Yes, absolutely. I would love, I would just love to hear her speak so eloquently the way that she does and then just drop if they were making a biopic about your life who would play you you know the answer to this (laughs) you know the answer to this you know exactly who i'm gonna say at least from my age now onward I don't, I'm not familiar with a lot of the younger actresses, so I have no idea who would cover me from like before now, like my 20s, 30s, or as a young girl, because like I said, I don't watch a lot of TV or movies. You know exactly who I'm going to say, who from my age 45 now onward, Jennifer Tilly. That's, that's right. Because every time, like 95% of the time that I post a picture on there, somebody's like, nobody can tell me this isn't Jennifer Tilly or you look like you look just like Jennifer Tilly, which is, which is a great compliment because she's beautiful, Absolutely. you know, but it's like every time, almost every time. So yeah, that's, that's who would play me from middle age onward be Jennifer Tilly. I love it though. She's, <laughs> a, she's another one. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to talk to her. And apparently, oh my God, and apparently she's like a really kick-ass poker player. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. she's like she's like a world, like a world, I don't know if she's got like world championship, but she's like wow. really a high-ranked global poker player. Huh. Yeah, which I did not know until like a few months ago. I can see that though. She like, she's got that like poker player vibe about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's on the new uh, Chucky television show. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Because (laughs) now it's like, I remember so many of her other films. And now she's always going to be Bride of Chucky. And that's just not how I see her. That's not how I remember her. 
I mean, there, know, for, like, there for a while, she was, she was fucking in everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember like, I remember when she had kind of a resurgence when she did Bound. Yeah. With Gina Cousin. Oh my God, that movie was so good. Which is so good. Hands down, the sexiest film of oh, all yeah. has got to be. Yeah. Oh yes, I agree. I fully agree with that. That's, whew. Yep. If I didn't have to get in the house, I would watch that. <laughs> <laughs> um, nude beach or not a chance? Not a chance in hell. Really? Not a chance in hell. Nobody needs to see the mess that's going on underneath my clothes. 10 years ago, yeah, maybe, maybe. Now, not a chance in hell. <laughs> um, it looks like you already opened it and emptied it. No, I just sprayed the whole thing. Well, I was having too much fun with it. You were having too much fun spraying the spray bottle. Yeah, so I want to fill it up and Yeah, it. no. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. How about you go back in the living room and you watch your show? Go watch Encanto. Go play with your new dolls, please. I know, and it's going to stay that way. <laughs> Worst mom ever. <laughs> Asshole parent right here. No. He completely emptied out the spray bottle I used for my hair, spraying oh, over the wow. living room. So now she's mad because I won't refill her, refill it so she can do it some more. <laughs> kids, they said. It'll be fun, they said. So what is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Fuck them if you can't take a joke. Amen. Amen. My mom gave that to me. And that's like every, like since middle school up until she died when I was in my thirties, that was her thing. Sarah, fuck them if they can't take a joke. So that's. I love it. That's what I do. That and the advice that she gave me in middle school for bullies. <laughs> in middle school, well, part of middle school and for high school, I lived in Southern Utah. And I was not, I was a California girl, moved in. I got bullied a lot for diff many different reasons. And her only piece of advice to me to respond to the bullies was to call them inbred sexual degenerates. I mean, she's not wrong. She's not, she's wrong. not wrong. She's not wrong. And the looks on their faces when I actually dropped that was priceless. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I did in front of a teacher and I'm in eighth grade and the teacher's just like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, those two, those were good. What is the greatest television show of all time, in your opinion? My opinion, not, not objectively. In your opinion? Golden Girls. The most popular answer to that question. Is it? Yep, it's this either- show. It's either Golden it Girls or The Wire. Those are, those are the two most popular answers. I never saw The Wire. Oh, that's a good one. I never saw The Wire. When it was out, I was actually, um, I was overseas. And at the time, um, there were location blocks. So I couldn't watch, I couldn't stream a lot of things when they were first yeah. starting to stream. So 
yeah, couldn't watch it. Add it to your list. Yep. Another list, list of all <laughs> my movies, list of all the books I want to read, like lists, lists, lists. God. What <sighs> is your guilty pleasure? Okay, my my general feel-good, fluffy public answer would be playing Emoji Blitz. Okay. Disney Emoji Blitz. I'm addicted to that. That's the a other fun one, game. It is. The other one would be reading dirty books. Okay. I like to read dirty books. I don't care if it's like reverse harem, like male on male on female, male on male, female on female. I don't care. Just give me dirty books with all the sex. All right. Right on. (laughs) That's, that's, yeah. If aliens landed on earth tomorrow and offered to take you with them, would you go? No, but I would ask them to please take all of the nut jobs, all the fringe right wing nut jobs. Please take them with you and feel free to pro- <laughs> feel free to give them as many anal probes as you need. Experiment away, please. I love it. <laughs> if you could commit any crime and get away with it, what crime do you pick? Just saying it would be a crime. Okay, what is your second pick? <laughs> <laughs> um, God. I don't know. I've never really wanted to commit a crime before. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess robbing a bank. I don't know. Okay. How, like, how boring am I that I've never even considered, like... Well, I mean, like, most people, most people that have been on the show, their answer has been, um, you know, like, an Ocean's Eleven style, like, heist. That would be pretty badass, actually. Which is actually, you know, that's also my answer. Like, something, something to that effect. But then again, I would not want a mobster on my ass. I mean, if it were Andy Garcia on my ass, I'd be oh, okay. Absolutely. I'd make sure to get caught. But if it was just like your general mobster after, no, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> Especially where I'm living in freaking New York State and like my in-laws live in a city that was just like rife with mob. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's like from like from what local local legend has it like there's like all kinds of bodies buried in the river where my in-laws live so it's like yeah I I don't I don't want to fuck with that so it's like (laughs) even if it were legal for a day if it includes anything with a mob boss chasing after me I don't want it (laughs) that's that's completely fair (laughs) um in your opinion what is Whitney Houston's best song Oh God, I can't pick just one. I mean, two, two of my favorites of hers were, were covers. Of course, I Will Always Love You being a cover of Dolly. Um, I'm Every Woman being a cover of Shaka Khan. Oh my God, I don't even, I can't pick just one. She has so many. 
but in <laughs> let's let's say aliens came to earth and they said who is Whitney Houston and you had to pick one song that's still not possible because <laughs> so many <laughs> it's like I don't I, I okay I will have to say because it was the most popular song it's like it 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 like defines part of my childhood is I want to dance with somebody okay that's so that's very popular answer I mean, they're all great and it's just like, I cannot pick a favorite, but if I were to pick one that had like the most memory for me to it, it would be, I want to dance with someone. I want to dance with somebody. I like that. If you could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be? (sighs) Oh my God. I don't know that I would bring any back because like, all like all of the fashion trends from the 60s onwards have come back like five, six, ten times already. And this fashion, the fashion trends that are coming back now are like they make me want to cry with like the stirrup pants and everything. Yeah. I mean, part of me wants to say hyper color shirts, but at the same time, I don't because like your armpits would be a different color than right, right. It's just like and you couldn't put them in the dryer. Nope. Couldn't put them in the dryer. You'd screw them up. Yep. They'd be totally ruined. I mean, if they're going to go back on an 80s kick where they've got the stirrup pants and everything coming back right now, then I would say bring back the wing flap pants. Like the jeans that like Chris oh, yeah. buttons in the front, but they were like they were like peg jeans on the bottom. Yeah. So they weren't like baggy the whole way. Yeah. If you're going to bring back the 80s, bring those back. Like not that. the stirrup pants. I would wear the freaking wing pants before the stirrup pants. I mean, I wouldn't mind a, a hyper color shirt. That yeah. would just just to have one. Yeah, I mean, I remember like I and God, this is how old I am. I was in high school when that fashion was around, and it was like it was the hyper color shirts. Um. And then the, the, the tennis shoes at the time where I lived were the LA gear. Yeah. So it'd be LA gear, the hypercolor shirts, and then the overalls with one thing. on The one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember um, the, when the rap group Criss Cross came out, the wearing everything backwards was, was the style and Oh my God. As somebody who was in elementary school at the time, like incredibly problematic when you had to go to the bathroom and all your buttons (laughs) are back here. Well, I mean, it was like, it was problematic even in middle and high school trying to take your your overalls that were like in the back. Oh my God. I never, I never did wear my overalls that way. I did the, I did the one side down, but I couldn't do them backwards just because it was such a pain to try to get them off if I had to go to the bathroom. That's exactly the reason. I remember when the, the one strap thing was popular, um, there was, they, they put out a rule uh, at the school I went to 
that if you wore overalls, they both had to be done because otherwise it was like related to gang activity or, or something. It was something you can thank Tipper Gore for, I'm sure. Um, oh, yeah. It's like, I, you know, I still have, I, I still have like weird things where I like can just her being married to Al Gore is a Democrat, a Democratic candidate, but she was like all, yeah. she just, she was just like the way that she handled music and all that stuff was just so ultra conservative. So it's like, I have a hard time reconciling that. And like, I'm trying to remember when he ran for president. Like, I don't remember her being like around that much. I don't and probably for that. that reason. Probably, probably. I mean, he probably realized that like all the shit that she did with music, video games, whatever was going to hurt his campaign. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I voted for him, but I was I was not yet old enough to vote in that election. I was Who was not... the first person he voted for? Uh, John Kerry. Okay. Yeah, I was nine months out from being old enough to vote in that election. Yeah. That's right there. <laughs> my, fir- my first vote for president was Bill Clinton. Oh, wow. I, re- I remember. For his re- second term, because I didn't turn 18 until halfway through his first term. I remember we had at my school, a mock election, uh, both times when Clinton ran. And I remember going home and being so proud that I had voted for Bill Clinton uh, <laughs> in, in the little school mock election. Um, and he actually, now that I think about it, he lost. I wanna say like Ross Perot won that or some shit. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, it was very bizarre because I went to a school on a military base. Really? Yeah. Which base did you go to school at? Uh, Where were we? Um, We were in, I want to say we were in Richmond, Virginia at that point. Okay. Okay. Um, So... Um, without saying fuck, what is your favorite cuss word? Damn it. <laughs> no, that's not my favorite. You just took away my favorite <laughs> word. Oh. <sighs> Motherfucker. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. That's the only one I could think of that I would get back in there. Because I, I say that for everything. I mean. That's fair. Yeah. I f- that's, that's, that's my word. That's, yeah. I love it. What is a film that most people hated, but that you just absolutely love? Evita. Do a lot of people hate that film? Most of the people that I've like, most of the people that I've seen talk about it, like they're looking at it through a lens of like the musical, which you cannot be a musical. I don't care if it's the Les Mis movie, 
if it's the Wicked movie, I don't care whatever musical they've turned into music format, you will never, ever, ever beat the musical, period, ever. Yeah. And I did see a beat it in the West End and it was great. I saw the revival and it had Philip Quast in it. The guy, he played, um, he played uh, Javier. Yeah. And, or Javier, not, not Javier. He played Javier in uh, Limes. Um, but, and it's not like Madonna's the greatest singer or the greatest performer. Um, but I just, I loved it because one, it's an Ellen Parker film. Two, it's based on one of my favorite musicals. Three, based on a very controversial woman. And four, the cinematography. Oh my God. Oh yeah, that's absolutely beautifully shot. Oh God, it was just so, it's so beautiful. And I mean, it's not like Madonna was terrible in it. You know, I mean, she's not a good actress at all. Um, You know, she did decent with the singing because I know she went through voice lessons and everything like that. So she could sing it in the proper, in the proper key. You know, and she did a decent job. And of course, nobody is going to be fucking Patti LuPone. Well, and if you, you know, looking, looking at it realistically, if, you know, let's say they had cast Patti LuPone in the film. She was too old at that time. She wasn't too old at that point for the character. I mean, she probably could have pulled it off. But, you know, no one would have gone and seen it. Like, and that's, and that's nothing against Patti LuPone because, you know, in my eyes, she can do no wrong. But, oh, I love her. You know, for, for the moment that they were planning this film, that they were going to release this film, you know, Madonna was the, the right person for the role at the time. Right. And she begged. She begged for that yeah. role. Like, big time. She begged. And I mean, like I said, it's not that she did horribly. I mean, she was, she was good. It was probably her best film, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's... Mm-hmm. A League yeah. of Their Own would like a word. <sighs> The overall film was good, was great. Madonna in it, not necessarily. Okay, if we're saying that, you know, with Madonna as the lead actress in that film, yes, Yes. that is her best film. Yes. I mean, A League of Their Own, I love that movie. I could watch it over and over and over and over and over again. That's, yeah. That's not my answer, by the way. <laughs> I was going to say, many- speaking yeah. of. Yeah, no, there's yeah. many movies that I would watch over and over again. And that I have, but yeah. Yeah, but that's, Evita, that's that's my answer on that one. Uh, what is the one film that you could and possibly possibly have watched over and over again and never get sick of? Hamilton. As soon as it started streaming on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> really yes huh okay because i know, will never get sick of it most people I mean, were like one and done yeah i mean it's not technically a movie but it's a movie because it's not on yeah. stage it's, you know yeah hamilton well and it was filmed like specifically to be streamed on exactly on disney um exactly this, the same way that they did with cats back in the 80s and actually the same way that uh, Disney did with uh, the Newsies musical. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, I love. I, I watch that all the time. Yeah. It's good. It's good. It is good. I mean, basically, if it's a musical, I will watch it over and over and over again. Yeah. 
I was in theater in high school and college, and I I used to direct community theater for one of the bases that I was stationed at, and I've done local theater work here in the Capital Region. So yeah, I mean, if it's musicals and it's theater, I will watch it. Even if it's recorded, I will watch it over and over and over again. If you were writing your autobiography right at this very minute, what would the title be? No, seriously, fuck you. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would buy that book. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's just fitting for everything. Like with my job, dealing with some of the people I have to deal with. No, seriously, fuck you. Or like sometimes dealing with my husband. No, seriously, fuck you. Like just, it just covers everything in life. No, seriously, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite Christmas song? Oh God, probably one that um, practically everybody else likes. Last Christmas, Wham. Ah, uh, the Whamageddon. Yep. And I'm not going to lie. I do like the Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. It's my ringtone every Christmas time until she goes <laughs> back into her seashell and goes back into the ocean. The whole month of December, that's my ringtone. Right. Yeah. I like it. Totally typical. Totally typical answer with that one. It used to be, it used to be um, the Pogues. Um. Oh my God, I can't remember the name of it now. Fairy Tale in New York, something like that, I think. Uh, it, it, it used to be a favorite of mine, but then like I actually sat back and listened to every single lyric and I was like, yeah, oh no, no. Violent, is, problematic, and no. It is, in fact, the Fairy Tale of New York, is the name. Yeah. The Pope's song. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I don't feel like a lot of people have said Wham! for their favorite Christmas song. It's, really? usu it's usually Mariah Carey. Um, you know, sometimes I've gotten like the odd uh, Carpenters here and there. But usually, yeah. usually it's, it's either like Mariah Carey or um, something by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Those huh. have been... Those have been the heavy, the heavy favorites on the show. Wow. I'm surprised because that's like, I mean, it's, I'm obviously it's not the United States, but like every single year in the UK, last Christmas is number one on the charts. So. There's, there's a lot of people in the US that do not like that song. There is something very obviously wrong with them. Yeah. And, I mean, to, that I say, and to that I say, no, seriously, fuck you. I mean, there's some there's some covers of Last Christmas that I feel like should not exist. Um, actually, most of them. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so if you had an extra $20 to spend on yourself, you had to spend it on yourself and you could not buy food. What would you buy? Can I buy wine? Sure. All right, then I'd buy wine. Right on. <laughs> Easy answer. You believe in the afterlife? Yes. Okay. However, I do not believe in heaven or hell. Okay. That's so. no, that's fair. That's fair. 
Um, so follow up to that. Let's say that, you know, yeah, an afterlife exists. And, you know, for argument's sake, we'll say that it is in fact heaven. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for you? What does heaven look like for me? Yep. Equity. That's a fucking fantastic answer. Right on. So if you had to delete all but three apps from your phone and the ones that came preloaded on the phone, you know, like text messaging, maps. No, if, we did, if we did this tomorrow, I would have my new phone and I would remember what all the preloaded <laughs> apps were. <laughs> those can right stay, now I remember the preloaded apps. Those can stay by default. Uh, <laughs> so which three do you keep? Um, obvious. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, one of my favorite games is Emoji Blitz. So that would have to stay. I'm addicted to that game. Um, and then um, I'm sorry if this makes anyone squeamish, but if it does, then um, get over yourselves because it's a reality, Eve and Glow, because it helps me track my cycles. Okay. <laughs> and right. where I'm, I'm perimenopausal, I like to keep track of that kind of stuff. All right. So I use that one. Um, and then my other one is what the forecast. Okay. Right on. It's snarky and bad language telling me the weather. And that's just like, that's my app. If I were in an app, that would be it. (laughs) And final question. What is one question you wish I would have asked? And how would you have answered it? Hmm. thinking (laughs) all right if you were to ask if you if you would have asked me even though I don't believe in heaven or anything like that the greatest of all what if, if you would have asked me what I thought the greatest of all God's creations was I would say cats right on right on the actual animal not the musical Okay. <laughs> because yes, cats. Because cats are cats, and that's that. Yes. Well, Sarah, we have come to the end of the show, my friend. Um, at this point, uh, you can uh, drop your social media handles should you choose to do so. If there's anything that you would like to plug, you can do that in this time right now. All right. Well, um, first of all, I would like to plug unapologetically she, (laughs) Uh, because we have five awesome women on this panel, all women's panel, and we we talk about all things political, pop culture. You definitely want to turn in, uh, tune in for Shantae's read receipts, where she brings the receipts, because that's what she does best. Um, And Make sure that you check out the website and you put in for your vote for our bitch ass of the week. Right on, right on. Um, and, uh, again, 
Yep, my social media handles are all the same mentioned earlier. Uh, NY Political Mom. Uh, it's on Instagram, TikTok, which I only have one video on TikTok. I haven't gotten into that one yet. Um, and Twitter. It's all NY Political Mom. Well, thank you very, very much uh, for being here this evening and making time uh, in your schedule to talk to me a little bit. Um, and I, I would say that you are welcome on any of my shows at any time, but we have already booked you for the rest of my shows. So. <laughs> and I'm on one, and I'm a, I'm a co-host on one. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, well, thank you for asking me to do this. It was oh, no like, I got your messages about it, and I was just like, oh my God, why the hell does he want to talk to me? I'm not, I'm not special. Like, and yes, it was every... fun. Thank you for asking. No problem. And everybody uh, listening at home, please uh, be sure to check out Unapologetically She. Um, like I said earlier, when this episode goes to air, uh, they will have been on for a few weeks. Um, I know what is planned for the first episode, and I'm really stupid excited about it. Um, so Same. I hope that all of you. Same. I am listened. like fangirling. Yeah, yeah. We can't. We can't say anything about it. We're not. We're not dropping a late nope. exclusive. Um, but yes, definitely check out that show. Um, leave reviews and five stars on uh, what I am betting will be. America and the world's newest favorite podcast because I've seen these ladies in action and it is fantastic. Oh, thank you. But um, that is all for this episode of 30 Questions With. Uh, tune in next week when I'm sure I have a fantastic guest. I'm not sure who it is yet because I record these out of order. Um, have a great day and be excellent. <laughs> Questions with is a dollop of trollop production in association with Spring Break 83 Productions and the Joyful Warrior Podcast Network. <laughs>